Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblocks you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. So let's dive in. What's today's topic? Today we're talking about purpose. Purpose. And I love this topic because of what we were talking about before. And I'll begin with a story. So I came into the Air Force through ROTC, and I'm a 14N analyst person. Mm -hmm. I'm in a great job, amazing position, had some phenomenal experiences in my first few years. But I knew I wanted to be a chaplain, and I knew the academic requirements at the time Mm -hmm. would require me to go in residence. Now, did you know you wanted to be a chaplain even when you first came in? Absolutely. I knew before I came in, and I knew this is something I wanted to do. But at the time, I couldn't do a delay or anything. And this job opened up, and I fell in love with it, honestly. Some great relationships formed. But I'm putting in my paperwork to, at that point, Palace Chase so that I could go to seminary and ultimately Mm -hmm. come back in. And I remember walking to the personnel folks on Insulik Air Base in Turkey, walking back thinking with this gut feeling in my stomach, like, am I doing the right thing? Hmm. Am I making the right decision? Because I love this job I'm in, but the job I want to do is so appealing. And why this is relevant to our listeners today is even today, interactions with airmen, I've had folks who want to go into real estate. Mm-hmm. We've talked to folks who want to be psychologists. We've talked to folks who want to be chaplains. we talked to these people who are looking forward to whether IT or some future career, and they don't know everything about it. They know where they are now, and they want to say, is this my purpose for my life? Is this the right job for me? Mm-hmm. And so how do we determine it? Well, I, the, to give your uh, example some uh, in-depth analysis, I mean, you, you feel like or you felt like you had this calling uh, to be a chaplain and to help serve people from a spiritual perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you know, that the idea of calling is something that's not sp- just specific to the spiritual realm. I mean, we can have a calling to be all kinds of different things from, uh, you know, real estate, realtor, attorney, um, doctor, or hey, even a you know, garbage collector. There are all kinds of people out there who are all kinds of good in the jobs that they have, but they feel something just intrinsically draws them to that occupation, whatever it may be. And, and what it comes back to for a lot of folks is, uh, their their core values, their nature and identity of who they are as a person and how they want to see that played out in their lives and in other people's lives. Take, for example, um, the, the so-called noble profession of uh, being a doctor. Uh, a lot of people, when they're you know, first trying to figure out what general direction uh, in, in their career fields they want to go, well, at least consider... Uh, the medical career field because it's a very honorable profession. You're giving up a lot of your your time, your money, your um, other interests, and maybe some other goals that you had uh, for your life have to be put on hold to pursue this career path and to essentially serve people day in and day out for the rest of your life. It takes a lot of uh, time, energy, uh, and, and hard work to become a doctor. And then even once you get to that point, you're, you're having to uh, further sacrifice just to take care of people and to make them uh, better, not just physically, but mentally as well. And I think for a lot of people who do eventually go on to achieve that that milestone of, of becoming an MD or a DO, um, they have something inside themselves that is screaming to say, I want to give of myself. I want to heal people. I want to take somebody who is, who is broken, who is physically um, 
impaired and build them back up and to to fix them, to give them a better life. And that innate drive, I think, is what propelled uh, or propels a lot of people in our type of professions because we see the same type of thing. Uh, but what it ultimately comes down to is what is, is that purpose? What is that innate drive that's, that's propelling you forward to want to do um, these different things with your life? And it's hard, it's hard to find out because um, you have a lot of competing drives, too, that are going to pull you yeah. in opposite directions. Uh, even in your story, Chaplain, you're telling me about how um, you did like what you were doing. And maybe you felt a sense of purpose and a pride in your intel job. And so uh, you had part of you saying, you know, my purpose is to, to be a chaplain to help people in this way. But then also, uh, as an intel officer, you were being pulled in this other direction. You had other drives that were competing against that interest. So how did you go about uh, reconciling those? Well, from a values perspective, really, is a okay. way to put it. One thing to understand is most of us don't fully understand our personal values. We understand mm -hmm. our organizational values, integrity, service, excellence. But we forget to really evaluate ourselves. And it's funny because you use the terms to look inside and see what your values are. Mm -hmm. I recently attended Google's Search Inside Yourself program. Oh, that's right. And they have this as instituted within the organization of Google, and it's essentially a mindfulness program on how to, as engineers and folks who are doing high-tech work, to spend that time to mindfully consider what they're doing. And it's changed their culture. One of the things suggested in the program is, is a values exercise. And how they do it is... Of course, there are values assessments online, mm -hmm. but this one, you imagine those people, those three people possibly, who you really want to be. Those folks you look up to. Models, whether they're in uh, industry, whether they're a, few, a general officer, a senior NCO, someone on television, an actor, a doctor, whoever. Mm -hmm. Someone that you say, this is someone who I can model my life after, who I would like to be. And then you think, what are the attributes or the actions of this person that appeal to me so much. Okay. And then you say, okay, that's something I could be. Now, ironically, growing up, uh, one of my biggest folks that I would say I modeled my life after was George S. Patton. I read, <laughs> I still remember reading all these bios of him, and I watched the movie which every night almost before bed, which probably explains much of my life now. But it was just the things I admired about him was some of the discipline and the care for other people. Mm -hmm. Many folks don't know that Patton had almost the entire Bible memorized and routinely would speak at chapel services and would fire chaplains if they weren't doing their job well. It's kind of an interesting <laughs> historical point. He also added colorful language in services. <laughs> I've not taken that route. But what I did was I took some of those values of him and some others and said, these are values. What is the most important value in my life? At that point, spirituality, personal development, mm. physical fitness, all those roles. I said, okay, well, what career path can I see myself living these values out better in? And I saw that as a chaplain, I could do those things. I could help others and myself mm. through that. I found that my values could be lived out through this purpose better than the others. There's nothing wrong with that job. I think it's amazing. Okay. But that's how I could live out my purpose. That, that's a great point because I think we're probably talking to a number of people who are multi-potential. Mm -hmm. Meaning they have the capabilities to excel in a variety of different ways. And we're not just talking occupations here. I know that's what we've been uh, focusing on at least right now. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about personal life too. Yeah. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong. In fact, I think it's um, a great idea to have uh, a set of, of purposes I'm going to call them purpi because I, in my mind I think of octopus, octopi purposes. doesn't yeah. sound right. So purpi that pertain to your personal life as well. So you know, my purpose is not 
just as a psychologist helping people, I've got a purpose to be the best damn husband I can be, to be the best father I can be, uh, to take care of my, my family and, and my neighbors and the people who are close to me. Um, and I, I really see it as something um, that's something that drives me as well, um, maybe even more so than my actual occupation. Um, so I think I think it's important to uh, be thinking about in terms of those values, what it is that's um, propelling you forward because you, you know, you're, you're saying you could have probably done just as well if you continued on that um, career track as an intel officer, but it didn't align as well with your values. Correct. And I think what you might have found later on is that uh, you actually might have become dissatisfied with that career path because it wasn't fulfilling those those core values that you had, your personal values. I agree. And so many folks get that there's an old cliche about folks climbing a ladder and they get to the top and realize that they've climbed the wrong wall. The wrong ladder. And <laughs> it happens a lot. People take the wrong ladder and they get mm-hmm. to the top and look around and say, this wasn't what I was supposed to do. Well, mm-hmm. it's better early in your career to spend some time and look. Another benefit of the military is most of us are staying in for maybe 20. Some of you might go to 30, but most people are maybe five up to 20 years. The thing you'll see is you have an opportunity to restart. So Mm -hmm. for those of you who are about to end your first career in the Air Force, you could go on and do something else, whether you're at that five-year point, 20, 25. So you evaluate your values and say, okay, I'm starting over just Mm -hmm. because I did X for the first five to 20 years, 25 years, doesn't mean you have to do that the rest of your life. What values do you have and what can you do? Some folks have even come to us and said, well, I'd like to have been a social worker, counselor, chaplain, but that would take three years and four years. And you know, I'm 50 already and, and I hate to break it to you, but you're going to be 54 anyway. So you might as well do the job you want to do and go to school for it. And if you have to start over, start over. We actually were talking to someone earlier today about majors that change. So let's say you're in school and you're changing your major and you say, oh, I paid all this money for this one major. And you have this fear that if you ch- you changed from, let's say, I'll use psychology again, to <laughs> biology, that you're going to lose all these credits and you've lost some money. Well, if you really want to go that biology route, you know that's the route you want to go go for it, especially if Mm -hmm. you've evaluated your values, you've evaluated your purpose. And and that kind of goes back to this um, uh, logical fallacy that that we all suffer from, uh, not just pertaining to to, changing your major, um, called the the investment paradox. So it's the idea that um, we've already invested some time, money, energy into some kind of enterprise and we see it's failing, or it's not working out the way that we want it to. But rather than pull that loss and just uh, redirect our our resources to something that may work out better in the long run, we double down because we don't want to give up. Unfortunately, I see this most of the time in relationships. People will be in a relationship that's not doing well and they've they've struggled to fix it, but they'll say, well, I've got five, 10, 15 years. We've got kids. You know, I guess I'm I'm just stuck um, and I'm going to stay with this unhappy life situation for the rest of my life. But you don't have to do that. Now, I'm, I'm not you know, advocating that you know, divorce or anything yeah. like that straight up, but the same principles show up in all areas of our lives. So take an honest look and, and say, you know, maybe if, if there's something that you need to do that's re- going to require a few more, a little more sacrifice than you are now, what's the long-term payoff? 
if you were to make that change, that career change, that educational change, what do you stand to benefit from that? And is it really worth it? And I would, I would uh, argue that most of our listeners have a whole chunk of their lives ahead of them. So uh, probably the answer is going to be, yeah, it's, it's going to be worth it. One exercise I like to use with folks as well, so we talked about values, but this is another way to look at your life, is to go to the end of your life and look back. So Franklin Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People Mm -hmm. use this example to develop your mission statement or purpose statement, the reason you're here. Hmm. Look and say what you want a family member, a friend, a colleague, and maybe someone in your community and as many other folks as you want, but let's say three to five, what you want them to say at your funeral. What do you want them to say about you? So I would say my wife, I want her to say I'm a great husband, that I was there, that I Mm -hmm. took care of them, that I provided, those kind of things. And write the eulogy. These are not easy to do, especially Mm -hmm. if you're very emotive. Uh, It can be very difficult to write, but write. And then look at your life now. So you're looking in the future from now saying, okay, am I doing the things that will get that eulogy written? Mm -hmm. Or am I doing something very differently? That alone, I've seen folks reevaluate their purpose completely. And I don't know if you have any other exercises or thoughts. No, that's a great one. Um, And we call it the eulogy exercise. But it's a great way to to give yourself a a self-check to see, are are you really uh, working towards those things for which you want to be remembered? And if the answer is no, then uh, you have to do some soul searching and figure out um, if now is the right time to start Uh, changing things around to get to that point because you don't want to be in that position where it's now only you know a year or two away and you're you're looking back in your life and say man i really wish i'd done x y and z yeah and marcus aurelius is credited with saying that we've been we've learned to live best by being reminded that we must die Hmm. and one of the things that comes up is when we think with our life that we only have so much time to spend our life we only have so much Mm -hmm. and when we think we don't say, well, I'll push this off or I won't do it because of uh, some other, some reason. We come up with reasons for everything. But if we're called to do something, your vision says this is what I'm supposed to do, your values align with it, and it's something that seems, you know, it's legal and wonderful and great, <laughs> right. go, go, go for it. Go big. You only have so much time on earth. Like, make mm-hmm. it count. Yeah, absolutely. And and to clarify, we're talking about the sense of purpose that's driven by your personal values, not necessarily by what you're passionate about. And there is yep. a distinction here. Absolutely. Because um, you know, you could be very passionate about playing video games, but that doesn't necessarily mean you want to be a, a program programmer or a, a video game tester. It may sound like glamorous jobs, but trust me, they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a special person to, to be in some of those types of uh, career fields. And so, um, you know, sometimes our passion will align with our occupation, but not all the time. So you can have a passion that fits outside of work, but it's the that uh, that drive that you have, that, that internal um, monologue saying, this is why I'm here today. This is why I'm living on this earth. This is what I live for, why I stand for, those values. Those are the things that are going to drive your purpose. Yeah, and one one thing. So we talked about the values. We talked about looking at our from the eulogy point of view, looking back. But one other piece is test driving. I think mm. this is something that could be inferred here. If you want to do something, let's say you wanted to be a psychologist, chaplain, medical professional, see if you can shadow someone for a period of time. Maybe it's an hour, a day. It could be in the community. And see, is this what I really want to do? Mm-hmm. When I worked in churches, we'd often have people come and say, I want to be a pastor. I want to take care of this. And they would come and say, okay, why don't you come along with us for a week and see what we do? 
because many people, their view of a pastor, a priest is, well, they, they run the services on Sunday and that that's kind of their thing. They prepare for sermons and it's really not it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, part of the week is cleaning. Part of the week is vacuuming, <laughs> sweeping. It's very not glamorous. Oh, and yeah. after a week of seeing what actually happens, many folks would think like, oh, maybe this, this really isn't what I'm supposed to do. Or maybe it is, and they'd be mm -hmm. supercharged. But it's getting a glimpse of what you're actually walking into. An authentic glance. Yes. Uh, uh, because if you were just to take TV's word for uh, what a lawyer is and what a lawyer does, you think, oh, it's all courtroom brawls and talking down to people and being con condescending and using logical twists to get your you know persuasive point across. And you wouldn't see all the miles and miles of paperwork and research that goes behind it. And in fact, that's the majority of what lawyers do. Only a small percentage of them actually uh, are trial lawyers. Uh, but that's not the glamorous part. So, of course, that's not what we see. Same with all these TV shows. Um, showing cops, uh, doctors and nurses, all these you know, professions that you know, have these huge, mm -hmm. you know, amazing moments, uh, set piece moments, if you will. But they don't show the uh, mountains of paperwork that actually <laughs> comprise a uh, fair majority of the job. And so I think what you're saying is, is very true. We need to test drive some of these areas to, to figure out, hey, is this something that you yeah. would, would really, really, truly want to do? Yeah. I mean, I used to think Intel was like the show 24 on Fox. <laughs> Apparently it's not. So that that's what we, we have these views from television, I agree, and we need to make sure and check ourselves. Well, that's their first look at purpose. I think we could continue this indefinitely, mm -hmm. but as we go into the next few episodes, we may hit a little bit more on purpose, just to say how these folks arrived where they are and how these affect who you are becoming. Mm -hmm. and, and I've talked about this before with a handful of the squadrons in the wing, um, that, that idea of meaning and purpose is a very significant component of our overarching uh, happiness and satisfaction with life. And there are five different components, if you remember from the PERMA model, um, mm -hmm. and espoused by positive psychologist Martin Seligman. There's positive emotions, there's engagement, which we sort of touched on today, mm -hmm. uh, relationships, of course, um, that meaning or purpose that we've talked about today. Everybody's got to have a purpose in their life. And then a sense of achievement. And those five um, core principles, if actualized, will uh, make you not only the you know, most happy and content uh, person with, your, with yourself and with the way, uh, the direction in which your life is heading, um, but self-actualized, capable mm -hmm. of being uh, not just resilient, but over, overcoming whatever obstacle is thrown your way and achieving to your highest capability. And that's what we ultimately want for you guys. So um, I encourage you to think about what we've talked about today when it comes to your own purpose in life. And maybe if you found yourself in a position where you're rethinking your educational or occupational priorities, or maybe you're getting ready to make that transition out of the military into civilian life and not sure what direction you want to go, um, I'll give you guys a plug for myself. I'm actually um, a licensed, credentialed psychologist with a background in career counseling. So please feel free to uh, contact me if you'd like to talk about some of this more, and uh, you know, maybe I can help you find your vector. That's awesome. Well, thank you for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgham. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. Until next time, if you need us, please reach out to us in the global address list. And we want to thank you for listening. We would ask for a review on iTunes if you have time. And we also want to thank you for what you do for our nation. We know it's difficult, and we appreciate you every day. Have a wonderful day.